Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. There's no such thing as the offseason on FFC. Something weird is going to happen in either of these two divisions and conferences where we expect a team that maybe right now could be perceived as a long shot that will make a run at the postseason when we actually start playing games. At the end of the day, I actually believe this is the team that is poised to be that fourth best in the NFC. And don't be shocked, they get into the playoffs. Anything can happen with those offensive playmakers. It's football full circle with Ben Stevens and Joe Lisi on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Indeed it is. Football full circle starts right now. We're live on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. Alongside the mastermind of the pigskin, he is Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. And Lisi, in these summer months, we're about a week away from when media days around the country in college football truly begin. A hot topic of conversation will be the ever-evolving landscape of college sports, specifically college football, as we know it and that bugaboo as you know joe lisi is conference realignment some more updates today on ffc Right, and in the in the break yesterday, I texted you about how the yep. ADs and, and the SEC and Greg Sankey said that they're sitting pat at 16 teams, and, and we went back and forth and said, yeah, they'll probably be good for now, but, but what happens if Notre Dame all of a sudden this week joins the Big Ten? You think the SEC is all of a sudden going to sit pat at 16 teams, or are they going to jockey for teams like Clemson, potentially Florida State and right. Miami within their conference? So they might be good now, Ben, but... But one team that makes a move or another team that, let's say, is on the roll to another specific conference, I guarantee you the SEC will be looking towards expansion, possibly to 20 teams by 2025. Listen, these two conferences are incredibly tied now, that being the Big Ten and the SEC. The power two, if you will, no longer a power five, really in college football, a power two. Two super conferences that rule the day. The Big Ten and their partnership with Fox, the SEC, and its TV partnership with Disney and ESPN. They really are the ones that are the movers and big-time shakers in college sports. When one makes a move, the other is forced to respond. And we pretty much have seen that, Joe, over the last two years because at this time last summer, it was the SEC making that first seismic shift in college sports, adding Texas and Oklahoma for the 2025 campaign. And then the Big Ten makes an alliance of sorts last summer with the Pac-12 and ACC. That really didn't mean a whole lot. And then the Big Ten makes its move in response just a couple of weeks ago, adding USC and UCLA for the 2024 season. So the SEC made the first move the Big Ten responded it all ties into TV rights money and Joe we are left with a power to truly that will continue to control the future of college sports that's what it's all about right now it comes down to revenue dollars and how it relates not just to the college football playoff Ben but to TV rights each and every week because we know that some of the college games garner better uh, viewership than golf NBA Major League Baseball the only thing that trumps college football during the regular season is in fact the NFL. So when we look at big picture and we look at where we're at in terms of the NIL deals and now student athletes at high school making eight and nine million dollars 
before they even step foot on a college campus. It really yep. is amazing to think about what the future holds for not just the Big Ten and SEC respectively, but the future of college football as it relates to a potential playoff and more yep. importantly, those rivalry games that everybody in terms of alumni, boosters, and fans love each and every Saturday. So this report, first from Matt Hayes of Saturday Down South, a great organization covering all things SEC. And Matt Hayes, a phenomenal college football reporter that the SEC is content at the moment and desires to stay at 16 schools when you include Texas and Oklahoma in a few years, citing president's desires to stay put. And that is important because there's so many levels of this conversation. There's the SEC commissioner, Greg Sankey, that wants to stay at 16 for the moment there's the athletic directors at each respective institution and if it is the university presidents and chancellors that are wanting to stay put that's important joe because that's where the money is there's a lot of conversation around conference realignment who is actually making the final call who is making these incredibly impactful decisions is it the head football coach is it his program is it the athletic department really for the most part it's the university and the board of trustees and when they see all of the billions, yes, at time billions of dollars they can make from TV rights and what that could do for the athletic department overall, the university overall, all that goes into it. They have the final say and of course they employ to a certain uh, extent the commissioner of that said conference in this case when we're referring to the SEC that would be Greg Sankey. So it is very interesting when you bring in all of those decision makers, Joe, and who is having that last call. I wonder, too, Ben, when I heard that conversation, if Missouri's president and Vanderbilt's president yep. were, were involved in that conversation because those are two schools that really don't bring – a whole lot in terms of, you know, to the SEC on the football field. That's not a knock to Missouri and Vanderbilt, respectively. But at the end of the day, when we talk about story traditions, you don't think about Missouri and, and obviously Vanderbilt as being in the mix. So what happened with those two schools? Are they forced out and two other move in in terms of their spots? I think that's something we got to keep an eye out on. And, Joe, I saw a great uh, metaphor for conference realignment right now and the super conference yesterday. It's not about getting a bigger pizza. It's about having a bigger slice of said pie. We'll dive into what that means on the other side of the break here on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. 
football full circle rolls on right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. He's Joe Lisi. I'm Ben Stevens. We continue our conversation about, for the moment, it seems, Joe Lisi, the SEC is content sticking at 16 teams. Currently, for the 2022 season, 14 teams will play in the SEC, but starting as of right now in 2025, we'll see if they get there sooner, Texas and Oklahoma join the fold, and that might be it for the moment. Lisi, we ended the last segment by saying a metaphor that I heard, an analogy for all we are seeing in conference realignment, especially with the two big dogs at the table, the Big Ten and the SEC. It's not about having the biggest pizza pie out there. It's about having the biggest slice of the pie, even for schools like Northwestern and Rutgers in the Big Ten or Vanderbilt and Missouri in the SEC. They get an equal revenue share of that big TV rights contract, and they want to make sure they keep all that money coming in. Yeah, without a doubt. And, and and that's really what it comes down to. Now, I had this conversation with Carver last night. I want to get your yeah. take. I believe Please. that college football will be bigger and better in terms of viewership and the games that we're going to see each and every Saturday. And everybody's concerned about the rivalry games. The conference games will matter, right? Especially mm-hmm. if they do it the way the ACC planned to do it next year in terms of three schedule games within conference, whether that's 16 teams, 20 teams, it doesn't matter. You have right. a set three games, and then you can go out of a conference maybe for two or three as well, and then we have a rotation. As long as we do that, I think we're going to have a great product in 2024 and beyond. Now, the only thing that will matter is do we expand the college football playoff or do two conferences right. like the Big Ten and SEC start their own. But outside of that, the matchups that we're going to see each and every week are going to be so competitive, so compelling, so I think close every week that we're going to have yeah. just more key instant classics every Saturday, Ben. Am I wrong to think that in terms of the way these these conferences are shaping up right now? I don't think you're wrong to think that necessarily, Joe, but I think a lot of it will be dependent on the schedule makers and how everything lays out. Because if you're going to have 16, 18, 20 teams in a conference, and there's some of the biggest programs that we've known over the past decade or so, are you just going to play a conference schedule because you want to get in those marquee matchups? Or will you still allow space for two to three non-conference games? Will we still only play 12 in a regular season? And how does this all end up with crowd? a national champion. If the FBS breaks away and the power two hold all the cards and we are separate as it is right now from the NCAA, how do we crown a national champion? Will everybody still be involved? Will it be an expansion to the college football playoff format that we have right now with just four teams, maybe going to eight or 12? I think one of the misconceptions, Joe, just to go back real quick on college football, is that at the FBS level, the NCAA, even at this moment, does not crown a national champion. That comes from the FBS committee and the college football playoff committee that decides the final four. The NCAA in every other sport, both men's and women's, crowns a champion, even the FCS level of college football. But at the FBS level, the NCAA doesn't really have that final legislative stay. So when it comes down to that, there's where you get the idea of the power two, the Big Ten and the SEC, kind of controlling whatever the narrative they want it to be. And to the idea Joe, that we're still going to have these marquee matchups and the product is still going to be great. It's a wonderful question, right? Because I think it depends on how you consume college football. You and I are huge college football fans. We are as intrigued with a Pac-12 after dark game as we are with the primetime SEC game in the early afternoon hours currently on CBS. But not everybody loves college football from a nationwide perspective. A lot of it is still very regional. Your alma mater, where you grew up, your favorite team in your favorite region. If you're a fan of the Oregon Ducks in the current Pac-12, maybe you don't really care about what Mississippi State is doing in the SEC. If you love Michigan State in the Big Ten, do you really care what Clemson is doing in the ACC if you're not playing them in a non-conference schedule or don't meet up in a bowl game? That's the idea here, Joe. How do you consume college football? You and I are in the media. College football is both of our favorite sport, and we are so grateful to cover this great game known as CFB with all its weird intricacies that really kind of explain why we love the sport at times too, but that's where we consume it from. The overarching national perspective, that's not necessarily the case for everybody that would describe themselves as a college football fan. 
I agree with that, but I think with, with the outlier or what the wild card is, is the sports gambling aspect. The way people hmm. now gamble on For golf, sure. the way they gamble in terms of the NBA and the summer league, you're just going to have that much more enthusiasm and interest as long as these games are televised on a national landscape. Yes, you might have the fans that love the Egg Bowl in terms of Starkville and Oxford, respectively, but at the end of the day, if they're in a state, let's say, like Louisiana, that has embraced gambling, well, then guess what? I think they'll be front and center stage for those matchups. That's why I think the legalization of gambling across all the states, right, that has college football will be huge, not just from a viewership perspective, but online and generating content and wanting that content respectively for maybe teams that they don't know. And that's where I think really holds everything for these schools and universities as well, because you have a, a university like, let's just take LSU, that made a deal with Caesar Sports. Well, you know what? Maybe they give all their statistical data to that particular book so that these lines come out or the content gets created in a faster format so those users get it quicker than maybe another book. So that's all aspects where I think schools can capitalize. People might not like it. I hate to say it, but guess what? It's not going anywhere. It's only going to get bigger and better and more, uh, I want to say, analytical and people are going to be thriving for this type of content moving forward. So get get used to it because if we see it on the professional level and now it's trickling into sport, college sports already, it's going to happen in terms of how we break down college and high school athletes if they're getting $8.5 million for NIL yep. money and sponsorships before they even step foot on campus. Joe, it's a great, great point that you bring up. And when it comes from a sportsbook perspective, the handle that you receive in football surpasses everything else by miles and miles. And a ton of that, of course, is the NFL that remains king. But the second most bet on sport is college football. And that's even so much more substantial to the third most bet on sport from the gap between the NFL and college football. 30 states and the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C., Sports betting is now legal. Four more states, with Florida included in this weird limbo status, have legalized sports betting, but it's not yet been put into practice. 16 states still on the horizon. Some of the biggest, Texas and California, seem to be trending in a positive direction. It will be very interesting, Joe, as we talk about TV rights revenue and what that has meant for conference realignment in the college sports status quo to see what happens in terms of potentially embracing or not sports games gambling in college football again there is a reality of college sports versus maybe some of the ideals the NCAA is trying to shove down our throats for decades upon decades the amateur allure is a made-up farce as we now know with NIL and the transfer portal in the current reality that is now out in the open of college sports it is better to be out in the open even if it's scary to see at times than shady deals happening behind the scenes that's what we might have with sports gambling we have already seen individual colleges and universities embrace and even partner with sportsbook operators what will it do from a nationwide perspective that remains to be seen but Joe brings up a fantastic point as it relates to the nationwide perspective of consuming college football a regional sport in history to its core but It doesn't matter if the game's on the West Coast. If you have money on Arizona and Colorado and the game kicks at 10.45 p.m. Eastern time, you're probably staying up to watch it. And that is the nationwide consumption then, the national consumption of college football. And how that all ties into conference realignment, we'll make that point up next. Because, again, it's about having a bigger slice of the pie, not just the biggest pie out there. We'll continue the conversation on Football Full Circle. It's Joe Lisi. And Ben Stevens with you here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Come back and join us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Gotta love the intro music here on Football Full Circle. It's so catchy at times I find myself singing along. He's Joe Lisi. I'm Ben Stevens. FFC rolls on here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. And again, Lisi, we go back to conference realignment in college football because as media days are on the horizon, Next week, we'll hear from some of the biggest coaches, some of the best stars in the SEC. The ACC starts the following week, the Big Ten, not long after that. We're gearing up for the 2022 college football season. And we are going to hear at these media day press conferences so much about the changing landscape of college sports and the idea of conference realignment and name, image, and likeness and the transfer portal and TV rights revenue and all that tied in with the present of actually just game planning for the new 2022 campaign. Something we've shared here, Joe, as we discussed the idea, the SEC says as of right now, according to reports from Matt Hayes, who works for Saturday Down South, a great company covering the SEC, confirmed by CBS Sports and Dennis Dodd, that the SEC at the moment is content sticking at 16 teams. Joe, there's an idea that the Big Ten and the SEC both have 16 teams at the moment when the additions of USC and UCLA actually join the conference for the Big Ten and Oklahoma and Texas actually joined the conference for the SEC. Both power conferences, super conferences, if you will, with 16 teams, they don't really need to make moves necessarily to do anything at the moment. They're probably pretty comfortable because the next move they make, Joe, needs to be mutually beneficial, not only for the institution that is going to join the league, but can that institution bring the conference overall money? Because just adding a school for the sake of size doesn't mean much. But if you add Notre Dame and your $1.5 billion per year TV rights revenue contract goes up to $2 billion, okay, now we're talking. But if you just want to add Cal because you want the academic prestige, but they don't do anything to your bottom line of a TV rights revenue, that's probably not a move you have to make right now just for the sake of adding a new conference member. No, it's not. But I think what they do is I think 20 is the number that both conferences will get to. And I'm just talking Big Ten and I'm talking SEC. Assuming that Vanderbilt and Missouri are still in the conference, I do feel that the SEC will add Florida State, Miami, Clemson, and another team, whatever team that might be, Virginia, Virginia Tech, North Carolina, whichever one you want, NC State now, that has value. I think they'll be in the mix in terms of that. And then I think what will happen, and this is I'm projecting out, obviously, is that if both conferences do have, let's say, 20 teams, Oregon and Washington move on, obviously, to the Big Ten, maybe Oklahoma State jumps down the road. You never know to face off with their rival in terms of Oklahoma, you know, keeping that relationship. But I think the Big Ten and SEC will get together and say, you know what, let's take our conferences to a major network like ESPN or CBS or Amazon or Apple, and let's do a 12-team playoff. Let's see what that'll garner for a national championship. 
We have 40 teams. At the end of the year, they're going to play. They're going to play out of conference schedules against other conferences and other group of five, let's say, or independents. And you know what? We'll do a 12-team playoff to start. Let's see what that garners in terms of viewership and sponsorship money. And we'll separate ourselves from the NCAA. And guess what? What do you think the gambling handle on that would be? If we talk about March Madness in college basketball, if the Big Mm -hmm. Ten and SEC were able to leverage that, what do you think that would go on in terms of rights, viewership, and the handle, just let alone in-game and gambled on a 12-team playoff? It's, it's, it's monumental, right? Because as we talk TV rights revenue for specific conferences and the crazy amounts of money we are seeing, again, ESPN and Disney already agreed to a deal, deal with the SEC worth $3 million over the duration of the contract that will pay the SEC individually on an annual basis $300 million. Then you spread that among your 14 teams. That was before Texas and Oklahoma joined the league. Now they're probably back at the negotiating table. There have been reports that when the Big Ten's TV deal comes to an end at 2022, that the Big Ten was already going to receive a deal worth north of a billion dollars annually from Fox. And that was before USC and UCLA and potentially a Notre Dame on the horizon. And as Joe and I speculated, that's two, two and a half, three billion dollars maybe per year among 16, 18, 20 teams and that is the idea a bigger pie but a bigger slice of the pie not just adding teams for the sake of it if the tv rights deal stays the same and what joe is bringing up here about the college football playoff that's the idea of expansion oh yes we want to make it more equitable we want everybody to have a shot at the table that's why we're going to 12 teams yes from a competition and a fan standpoint for sure but from a tv rights revenue right now it's worth 470 million dollars espn has that deal with the college football playoff committee through the 2025-26 season but after that deal joe and that's maybe why we've had a halt to expansion in keeping it at the current four-team format at the moment after that deal, we could be talking annually $2 billion, $2.5 billion. And if the SEC and the Big Ten want to have their say because they are the super conferences, that's certainly going to have an implication. So it's not just TV rights revenue for specific conferences. It's TV rights revenue for the sport overall in the college football playoff, in the expansion there, in all of this money that goes into it. And I know, guys, I really do. I understand. I have an understanding of what we're saying here. Joe and I are speaking of the reality of college sports. And money rules everything in this world. We know that. It's not just college sports. It's not just sports in general. And this is the reality of it. Does not make the pill easier to swallow at times, Joe, if your school is getting left behind? Or if something you have known, a conference for the last decade, 15 years, maybe the entirety of your life looks completely different today than it did a year ago and might look so much different in three more years, you have no idea how to wrap your head around all of this. But this is why it's happening, because of the huge sums of money pertaining the TV rights deals as it relates to college football first and foremost and what that means for the rest of even college sports, the non-revenue sports, even the bigger non-revenue sports like women's basketball, softball, baseball, and what all of this money means for specific schools, athletic departments, so on and so forth. And not only that, Ben, but their ability to move on to bigger and better in terms of the professional leagues. They want the exposure. I always talked about, you know, now college sports is not just how how do I get to the next level to be a first-round draft pick, but how do I get momentum in terms of building my brand? We see it Mm -hmm. at the high school level, right? Kids go viral with Instagram, TikTok. They're already establishing their brand to have a value when they go into school for these NIL deals, not just what they're able to do in terms of the football field or whatever sport they play uh, for their college or university. So they're more marketable if they have followers, if they have a brand. Same thing now is a kid that, let's say, lives in, I don't know, South Carolina, right? And he has the ability to go to Clemson, which right now is attached to the ACC, or he has the ability, let's say, to go to Ohio State or Alabama or an SEC school that they know is going to have maybe more potential down the road 
in terms yeah. of eyes on the product, more cut of the pie, and maybe bigger and better NIL deals. And, and not only that, they might they could stay in school four years. That's the other factor that we're not even uh, putting into the equation. The way the money is being thrown around now, kids might stick around. Why? Yep. Why go to the NFL for a first round deal when you're getting more money in college? And guess what? You can dominate. And that's a cool thing, we would think, for college football, right? right? The ability of name, image, and likeness and profiting off that maybe in the most profitable time of your life. Listen, NIL, NIL has been in existence for just over a year. July 1st, 2021 was the first day it became legal. We have seen a lot of hiccups with the system, but I think overall, hopefully, you can agree with the idea that it's better for college athletes, that they can make this money right now. Sure, we're seeing things trend toward pay-for-play, which is not something we necessarily want to see in college sports, but the idea of building up that social following, building up that marketability, and being able to profit off of it when we're discussing discussing $1.1 billion per year annual TV rights revenues. Yes, the players that make the product that attractive deserve the ability to profit off their name, image, and likeness at maybe the height of their popularity. So Joe brings up a fantastic point right there. And Joe, you bring up a great point too, though, about what does the what do these conversations look like for kids as they're about to embark on college? Dante Moore, right before we hit the weekend last week, the fourth-rated quarterback recruit for the 2023 class, according to 24-7 Sports, committed to Oregon, one of the top 10 players in the entire 2023 class, number four quarterback recruit, only behind Arch Manning, Malachi Nelson, Nico Amelieva, who is going to Tennessee, and Dante, and it's Dante Moore there, number four. He was asked about that idea because Oregon Oregon is one of those schools floated out right now. What are they going to do in the Pac-12 or with the Pac-12? Oregon was one of those six schools last week that was rumored to be in aggressive conversations with the Big 12 to potentially join that conference. Dante Moore, of course, said the right thing, and he's not entirely sure. And he spoke to Coach Dan Lanning, the new head coach in Eugene, about this idea. But he was told and reiterated that they will be in a power conference. They will be in a big spot. What exactly does that mean? We'll have to await and see. But that's now part of the conversation, Joe. Can you go somewhere that you can profit off the facilities, the education, the actual football program itself, but also make your due an NIL and know that you're not going to go be joining a program being left in the dust by all this conference realignment? No, not at all. Kids want their money and they want the ability to sustain their careers for four years now and they want a piece of the pie. They want guarantees and you know what? I don't blame them because of where we're at in terms of where these conferences have decided to go. It's only going to get worse, Ben. We're going to see a lot of changes in college football and college sports as we continue on Football Full Circle up next here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24 7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We keep it rolling here on Football Full Circle on Sports Grid Radio. I'm Ben Stevens. He's Joe Lisi discussing conference realignment in college football and in college sports. But as Joe and I constantly say, the idea of when you cover college sports, mainly college football, you have to blend the future with the present and what is currently happening. And Joe, next week, the SEC will hold media days where we'll get the SEC preseason poll where my guess would be Alabama probably finishes at the top. At least that's what the FanDuel Sportsbook would have us believe right now. With the Tide, a minus 140 odds on favorite to win the SEC championship. Georgia behind them at plus 160. Very close right there. Only about a dollar of difference between the two. But, Lisey, here's where it gets interesting. Minus 140 Alabama, plus 160 Georgia. A big fall off to AM with the third best price at 18 to 1 and a big fall off to Kentucky with the fourth best price to win the SEC at 40 to 1. Do you think anybody not named Nick Saban in the Crimson Tide or Kirby Smart in the Georgia Bulldogs can rival those two top teams to win an SEC title this year? Going to be very tough. I would only say that a team from from the West outside of Georgia can do it. I, I really believe that. I don't think Kentucky's strong enough, even though they have Will Levis. Chris Rodriguez coming off the DUI now. How does that affect his availability? Is he suspended for a couple of games this year? They lose Wandale Robinson and Zach Pascal. I want to believe in Hendon Hooker. I love him. I think he could put up dynamic numbers in year two with Josh Heupel. Yeah. But how good is Tennessee's defense? So when we're looking at the East right now, it's Georgia or a bust right now. That's why they're minus 550. Yeah. But, but I say because of Alabama playing down to the level of competition last year, it wouldn't shock me if they get clipped, let's say, in the West this year. Who could do it? Mm. Maybe AM? I mean, they were Maybe. eight and four last year, right? Four and four in the, in the conference. But I like Max Johnson. Haynes King comes back. What can you get from that defense? They go on the road. They're 16 point dogs already to, in, uh, in Tuscaloosa to Alabama. But I still like them plus the points in that matchup. I like Jimbo. I think he's got Nick Saban's attention now. Even For though sure. he's got the better quarterback, Bryce Young, there's a lot of X factors. So. I'd say A&M right now. A&M has the best shot outside of Georgia. And I don't believe Georgia realistically has a shot unless they get into an absolute slugfest with Alabama in the SEC championship game. Got to be an absolute 13-10 to 10 type of game because I don't think Stetson Bennett has the type of horses from an offensive perspective that he had a year ago. It'll be so interesting to see what this Georgia team looks like in 2022. That defense now with a new defensive coordinator, no longer Dan Lanning. He's the head coach for Oregon. Oh, yeah, by the way, the Ducks and the Dogs face each other week number one. Georgia a 17-and-a-half-point favorite right now with an over-under at 50-and-a-half, but they lost so much talent on that defensive side of the football. Five first-round selections for Georgia, all from the defense. You add in guys like N'Kobe Dean as well to that group. They they lose so much production from last year's team, which was one of the best defenses I can remember in the past decade in college football. A scoring defense that allowed just a tick above 10 points per game. Only one team last year played Georgia and scored more than 17 points, and that was Alabama both times in the SEC championship game and, of course, the national championship game as well. Texas A&M, Joe, is going to be an incredibly interesting follow this upcoming season, right? Because we know the war of words, and I'm sure we'll get a little bit more of that next week at SEC Media Days between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. And it all focused around, right, the 2022 recruiting rankings where Texas A&M beat out Alabama. Texas A&M for the 2022 class, and those kids will be on campus this upcoming fall if they're not already there, was the best recruiting class in the history of college football. The 10 previous best recruiting class, the top 10 of the previous best rankings, seven of those 10 classes 
ended up winning a national championship at the respective school by the four-year cycle of that rotation. All 10 of the top 10 best classes ever before AM eclipsed that list at number one overall in 2022. All 10 of the previous best ones, Lisi, at least played in a national championship game. But that's 2022, so we still have to give them a little bit of time. But dating back, Joe, to 2018 now, when Jimbo Fisher took over as the head coach of Texas A&M, the 2019 class, the 2020 class, the 2021 class, all ranked in the top 10 as well. There is so much talent for the Aggies in College Station. Is it time to put up or literally shut up if you're Jimbo Fisher in 2022? It is because you can't beat Alabama and then lose to, you know, uh, Arkansas as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. You can't right. lose as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite to Mike Leach and Will Rogers in the middle of the season. Just can't happen. So, Zach yep. Calzada, I believe, handcuffed that team to a degree. Yes, he got the victory at the end of the game against Colorado, but he struggled in critical matchups, did step up against Alabama, but it is time to put up or shut up. You have to – you can't build that success in terms of an 18-and-a-half-point dog, yep. knock off Nick Saban and Bryce Young, and then followed up with another 500 season within conference and out recruit Alabama. Can't do it. Then that means you you could get the recruits, but you can't coach them up. So at the right. end of the day, it's basically challenge Alabama. You have to be, uh, I want to say, undefeated when you go into that conference game in Tuscaloosa. Yep. And then you know what? Let's see what happens. Let's get into a, a phone booth and let's slug it out against the, the top team literally in the country in Bryce Young and that offense. And let's see who's walking at the end of the day. If they can get through that game, win the ball game as a 16-point dog, and then run the table, then guess what? Then Jimbo has an opportunity to build a winner and build a national champion like he did in Tallahassee, taking over for the great Bobby Bounds. So we'll see if he can do it. You can't lay an egg. I'm sorry. You can't right. knock him off with a backup quarterback, have a top recruiting class, and just walk or limp to the finish line getting one win a year that, that is major. You have to maintain that consistency. That's why he's getting seven and a half million a year, Ben. It's yeah. just not to recruit. Nope. You're you're spot on. And here's what Jimbo Fisher has done in his four years in College Station. Eight and five, or excuse me, nine and four his first year, a win in the Gator Bowl to cap off that season. Eight and five in his second year in 2019, a win in the Texas Bowl to cap off that season. Probably the best year, Joe, in the extraordinarily weird year of 2020. Eight and one in an SEC conference only schedule. Nine Nine and one overall, a cap off with a win in the Orange Bowl, where AM ended the year fourth in the final AP poll of the year, which led to them being ranked sixth in the AP preseason poll for last year in 2021. But based on those expectations, a four and four record in the SEC, eight and four overall. They had to pull out of the Gator Bowl due to COVID issues at the end of last December in 2021. So a little bit unknown, but eight wins, nine and one. In 2020 is really good, seeing as they only played 10 games. But then eight wins in 2019, even the nine wins in his opening year, Joe, in 2018, that's not what they want. Jimbo Fisher no. to get to. They want to win SEC West Divisional Crowns. They want to win SEC Championships. They want to play in a college football playoff. And of course, they want to contend for a national championship. So when you look at the relative expectation this year, Joe, for AM and those Aggies, it's a win total of eight and a half. The over heavily juiced at minus 175. So maybe to win double digit games, which Jimbo has failed to do yet in his tenure in College Station, that's what we should judge them by this year. And right now, to win 10 or more games on the FanDuel Sportsbook that's plus 130 for the Aggies. Yeah, it's tenor bust, or it's a West Championship or bust. And as good as they yeah. were with Kellen Mann and that senior-laden team, Isaiah Spiller yeah. and all those oh. playmakers, what was the one Filthy. loss? They got absolutely abused in Tuscaloosa. It was 14-14. Yep. As a, they were a 14-and-a-half-point dog. They were boat race. They were down 35-14 to 14 or 38-14 to 14 at the half. They held on to make it look close. They lost by 24. So as good as yep. that season was against one of the best teams 
teams in all of college football, you fail to step up on a national right. stage. So that's the problem. And that's the problem with Jimbo Fisher, that when he won the national championship in Florida State in 2013 with Jameis, it was a slow regression. He had he had Dalvin Cook. He had all those playmakers. They were losing three ball games a year. The offensive yep. line was atrocious when he left Tallahassee. So at the end yep. of the day, you know, it's not one game a year. You're getting 10 million. They extended them, too. So you're getting yeah. 75 million plus another, what, 10 or 12 million on top of that, or 90 million he's getting now? It's ridiculous. You need to run the table. You have to get this team to 10 or 11 wins. You need to mm-hmm. challenge Bama. If you don't beat them, you lose close in Tuscaloosa, and you look for a potential rematch if, if Bama loses a rivalry game. That's how you hope to win the SEC West, and more importantly, the, the the college football playoff because at the end of the day he's got Max Johnson and Haynes King there's no excuse from the quarterback position I'm banking on Johnson and I already liked him plus the 16 on the road what is that October 8th think about this too oh. when they got abused two years ago they were 0-8 since Sumlin and, and Johnny Manziel knocked off the yeah. Alabama Crimson Tide so they are basically one win last year over the last nine meetings they've lost those eight games by like 24 25 points per game that cannot happen happen this year in Tuscaloosa. Joe, it's a great point, right? And maybe it sounds unfair to judge Texas A&M against the likes of Alabama. Not many teams in the past decade in college sports and in college football can rival the Crimson Tide. But that is where they are judged by, especially given how close, at least maybe it used to be close, the relationship was between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. It might be the standard, and it is tough to live up to that level of expectation, but that's who you have to get past. And they did last year in the regular season, 18.5-point home underdog, as we mentioned, and they beat Alabama at home in College Station. As Joe mentioned, a 16-point road underdog as of right now, Saturday, October 8th, in Tuscaloosa at Bear Bryant, a game we have already started the countdown for. But eight and a half, again, is the win total for AM. Heavily juiced to the over at minus 175, plus 130 to win 10 or more games. Outside of being a 16-point underdog on the road in Tuscaloosa, Joe, A&M is at least a touchdown favorite in the four other games there is a line available for on the FanDuel Sportsbook. You go to the first game, we have a line for that third week of the college football season, the non-conference matchup against Miami. They're an eight-point favorite. And then the next week, on that first SEC opener, really, for the Aggies, they're a a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Arkansas. Then early November, that first Saturday, a touchdown favorite, laying seven at home against Florida, and a touchdown down and a half, seven and a half point favorite, the final Saturday of the college football season at home against LSU. So that's how you add it up, Joe, to going over eight and a half and maybe getting two ten wins. You take care of business. Hopefully you keep it close against Alabama, but even keeping it close and that being your one loss, if the tide remained perfect in SEC play, it's going to leave a sour taste in your mouth. It is, but it still allows you the opportunity for a potential rematch. We saw Georgia lose the SEC championship. They got the rematch in the national championship. If they're Mm. the second best team in the SEC, they might have an opportunity to crack it. A&M would need some help there in that situation, in my opinion, because if you're not going to play in the conference championship game, if Alabama has that edge, it is going to be difficult to do enough to impress the CFP committee. They would need some help on the other side. Maybe Georgia going down in a weaker SEC East team getting in where A&M might be able to sneak in later. We're already talking college football playoff. We're having fun here on Football Full Circle. We'll be back in just a few. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? 
That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. A couple more minutes left here on Football Full Circle on the Sports Grid Radio Network. He is Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. We're talking college football all day long here on FFC. And Lisi, there is a match bet available on the FanDuel Sportsbook as it pertains to the college football playoff national championship this upcoming season. The three best odds right now to win the natty. Alabama is the favorite, plus 180. Ohio State now the second best odds after a market move in the last two weeks. They're plus 300 and Georgia has the third best odds as the reigning national champion at plus 350. We can consider them the big three all within a dollar and 70 cents of one another. However, if you group them together, Joe, this is the match bet on FanDuel, Alabama, Georgia, or Ohio State versus the field. If you want any of those three teams, Alabama, Georgia, or Ohio State to win a national champion, that is minus 340. The field is plus 270. They're a minus 340 favorite, Joe. There's 128 other FBS college football programs. That's pretty nuts. Yeah, and I would probably take that at minus 340. I hate to say that, but the only oh. – I mean, I, I think there's only realistically like three or four teams that has a shot. I mean, a and mm. I would say a Big 12 champion uh, because they're going to make it, right? I think yeah. Oklahoma State, that's my pick. So Oklahoma State – who else are you going to throw in there? Pac-12? I mean, you got to you got to get to the dance, right? Like that's the biggest key. Like who has I mean, a path? I can only say I can only say I mean, I don't think a Pac-12 champ no matter who wins would be able to challenge and then Clemson. Not even Utah. Our boys. They have a tough road. They have a uh, Yeah, they do. They have a tough road. I would say Clemson would be the other one. So Oak State and Clemson, I think, are the only other two. But I might take the minus 340. I mean, Clemson's plus 800 right now. The fourth best odds to win a national championship. They, of course, would be included in the field. Probably your best shot. He's Joe Lisi. I'm Ben Stevens. This was Football Full Circle on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Up next, keep it locked right here. The money line is on the way. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.